are you now, are now listening, listening to, to The War Report, Wednesday, Wednesday Night, night war, war Room, room. With, your host, with your host, C. Doe. It's your boy C. The Walker. Well, I got my boys with me. Mike, Mike. G. G. Get your weight up. Strength and conditioning. Development. Ike Jones. Stop thinking with your emotions and watch the tape. And be real. Which is not normal for me. It's taking something out of me. Are you ready? Because we are now locked and loaded for the Wednesday Night War Room. Let's go! And we're joined by friend of the show, Brian Matthews. Brian, how are you doing? Good, sir. I'm doing great. It's always good to be in. That introduction is just incredible. I just love listening to it. Oh, man, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Man, let's get to it, man. It's a lot to talk about tonight. Let's talk about this class. Auburn finishes currently, well, I'm not going to say we finished, but currently we're sitting at 15th. And here are the signees as of now. Mm. Uh, Amari Kelly, uh, J.D. Rhyme, uh, Micah Riley-Ducker, Alex McPherson, Gordon Powell, Marquise Gilbert, uh, the Juco, Damari Austin, who's been going hard recruiting for us on social media, uh, Easton Harris, uh, the O-lineman, Jay Fair, Austin Osbury, Caleb Wooden, uh, Eniche Sledge, Keontae Scott, Camden Brown, Holden Garner, and Robert Woodyard, who was a big surprise today. Uh, that's who we got so far. And apparently Auburn is not done yet, but our current rank, according to Rawls, is 15th, and we're poised to move up some more. Brian Matthews, talk to us real quick about What's been the big surprise, in your opinion, with this class? What, what's, what's been the biggest news, in your opinion, for Auburn for today? Just the way they finished. Uh, getting seven guys over the last three days, going from 41st to 15th in our rankings. I've never seen anything like that um, for an Auburn class before. So I, I think in many ways it's like uh, they, they came in out of the bullpen with the bases loaded and no outs and, and struck out the next three. You know, that they, they closed out that, that portion of the class really, really well and sort of saved things in some ways. Still got work to do. I do think they're probably going to get Jeffrey Emba. He'll announce Sunday. They do that. They would be around 11th or 12th, which is not bad considering where they were. And then I still think they're going to pursue, you know, a handful of guys for that late period and maybe, maybe get this class up to 20 or 21 eventually. Uh, And then whatever's left over plus the seven, they can now add to that. Uh, I think they're going to work that transfer portal real hard, really hard, especially at quarterback offensive tackle, and at least one, um, you know, potential difference maker wide receiver for sure. And probably some help on the defensive line and linebacker. Let me, I want to ask you something about this, B-Matt. So we talked, we got our facts and all, which we recorded yesterday. It's going to drop on Friday. And we specifically talked about whether or not this, this staff would go after another quarterback. I thought we were pretty set at quarterback given DD is an unknown on the college level. TJ may be, you may be hot or cold on him, depending on how you view him. And Garen is coming in with the state championship. And he, for all intents and purposes, is Harson's first guy at QB. Do they need another quarterback? Well, um, I think if they want to compete for a championship, they need to have somebody come in and, and compete with TJ Finley right away. Uh, just to see how that works out. You know, how much is TJ going to progress um, from this fall to next year? 
are Demetrius and Holden ready to step up and be starters in the SEC? I don't know the answer to that question yet. We'll see. But I do think they're going to pursue a transfer, a guy that they feel like can come in and compete right away. I think USC transfer, um, I don't know how you say his, his first name, Kedon or uh, Slovis. I don't know if mm-hmm. I said that name right, but I think Slovis, that's the guy yeah. they're going to look at early and often. Um, you know, I don't know how much interest you'll have in Auburn, but I think that's definitely a guy they'll target early. Yeah, I've heard, B-Matt, that he's their number one target at QB in the portal. That makes Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, that they would want somebody like him. He's, I think he's, I don't know a whole lot about him. I haven't seen him play much, but I think he's a, a typical pro style type quarterback. And uh, I think he'd fit the system really well, especially um, with Harson sort of putting in his, his deal and bringing in Austin Davis as sort of a young coordinator that, you know, he can build up and that can mature over time. I saw a comment here. Uh, the comments are flying, but the question I have is about, uh, the kid who we were after uh, with Bama for, who ended Curtis up committing Perry. to Bama, Curtis Perry. Mm. Realistically, in your opinion, how 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 real of a shot did we have? I thought it was real, and I thought they did a really good job recruiting him. You know, they have uh, Marcus Harris was a former teammate, I believe. You know, that transferred from Kansas to Auburn. I, I believe Aub- Auburn coaches worked really hard to get involved with people in Montgomery who knew Curtis well and who were involved in him and, and guys who know that city well and recruiting in that city well. And I think they took some steps to do that. But, you know, you're also recruiting against a national championship program, right? So it's, you know, they, they didn't win that one. But I think they were in that. And I think you're going to see them do better in those areas as we move forward. I, I think uh, a lot of things are happening that are going to help Auburn even things out better in this state. Uh, NIL is happening, and that's going to help Auburn even some things out. And I, I just think the staff is a little bit more, more determined to go after kids in the state. And next year's class, the 2023 class in the state, is loaded. So you're going to see Auburn really right. active. And I think they threw a little haymaker getting Woodyard um, uh, in this class, You know, going down and flipping him down in Mobile. Talk, talk to me about who else is out there still. Uh, of course, Thanos... Uh, actually will commit or announce where he's going, I believe, Sunday. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Uh, and, of course, we have the, what seems like, nothing like it is now, but the signing day that's in February, uh, there's still some guys on the board. Uh, who Who is Auburn going at aggressively, in your opinion? Um, of course, there's Citizen, uh, the yep. running back. Um, but who are some other guys that Auburn is really trying to bring in to close out this class? Well, I think you named a couple of them right away. And Trevante Citizen, the the running back from Louisiana, uh, five-star offensive tackle Julian Armello was a guy I felt like Auburn had a chance with. But um, it sounds like from looking at his latest tweet that he's going to have a decision here within the next 30 or 40 minutes. So uh, if that's the case, it won't be Auburn. I don't, I don't think so. Um, that may be out the door. Uh, another offensive lineman, Jalen Farmer, a former Florida commit. I don't know if he's still committed to them. I don't think he signed uh, today. So he's one. And then Antavius Woody, um, the Florida State commit, did not sign today so far. So he's another guy I think Auburn will pursue. But I think another thing you'll see them do is just go out there and evaluate everybody again. Uh, see who's available. You know, See who they might want to get involved with to see who has interest. So I think you'll see 
I don't know, a half a dozen new names pop up on Auburn's board. Um, maybe guys they've been recruiting, but guys we just haven't written about or talked about much because uh, they've sort of been on the on the back end of it. But I think you'll see them get pretty busy there and then be really busy in the transfer portal trying to uh, bring in some key offensive linemen, a quarterback, uh, a wide receiver, and, and short some other areas. Uh, real quick, I want to grab a super chat, fellas, uh, before you jump in with any questions you have. Corey Weber, appreciate you ha- having you on. Philip Marshall hinted at Bo going to someone we play each year. He's mentioning A&M or Ole Miss. Um, B. Matt, I don't know if you've heard anything of this, but what do you guys think? Does Bo stay in, in conference? Don't care. I, I'd be surprised if he um, went to an SEC West school or any of Auburn Auburn's rivals, but uh, we'll see. Um, my thought was he was going to go somewhere you know, like a Liberty where he could step in at a, a smaller school that puts up big numbers and just could just light it up right away and try to increase his draft profile. So uh, we'll see um, what he does. It's pretty clear to me that, that he already has a, a fairly good idea of what he wants to do, or at least a handful of schools he wants to uh, check out. So I don't think it'll take too long. I mean, this is a guy that, this is a guy that wants to, you know, get there and get, get to work. That's, that's sort of his attitude. So he'll be making this move pretty quickly. Per his own words, he's looking for a situation where he can, all they're looking for is a quarterback. And all the other pieces around him are already yeah. solid. I think that's, that's, the, that's the one of the reasons why he left Auburn, because all the pieces around him are not solid right now. Uh, Auburn would like to get them that way, but they're not at the moment. So we'll see where he finds. But I, I would be surprised if he went to a direct competitor of Auburn. Yeah. And I would think if you're a school like Ole Miss, you got your pick of the litter in terms of QBs in the portal uh, that you can perhaps go out and get. Um, you know, you got. I've heard Dylan Gabriel. I've heard other people. You know, connected to Ole Miss. I would be surprised if Bo Nix would trump either uh, any of those quarterbacks. But I could be wrong. Stranger things have happened. So, <laughs> hold on. I could be wrong. <laughs> oh man, it's like that's that's Ike and Spicer of the same mind. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I mean, so here's yeah. the thing. Listen, I've already said my piece about this, and you know, I wish him the absolute best, but like, I don't, I, I don't have anything else. Like, I have no interest in this story anymore. Yeah, I ain't got no energy for Bo anymore. So, mm. well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not salty both, about right? him leaving. Like, it's not. I don't want. I don't want anybody to feel my energy is like, ah, man, he left. It's just like it's. We've already like every time he comes up on this show, it's become this controversial thing. I'm just done, bro. Like I don't have to mention it no more, so I'm not going to. Mm. Stuart mm. Donald has uh, the Mobile area had a pair of coveted four star linebackers, including Woodyard and Bama missed on both. He's asking, is this the a beginning of a new era where Bama actually doesn't get who mm. they want? Is this yeah. is is that premature? What you think, my G? The scoop that I got on Woodyard was they wanted him to blue shirt because of the injury or something. Yeah, he had an injury. He right, did have an injury. He told them no way, and then they wanted to they yanked the blue shirt off the table and then turned it back into a full blown offer. But by that time, he wasn't taking their calls anymore, and just said, "You know, okay, whatever. I'm done with you." Uh, so they were trying desperately to get back in uh, to get a visit scheduled and. They couldn't get one, and so he ended up at Auburn. Um, so, I mean, that was the story. I, I, that's that was I was able to glean from that story. So that kind of helped in the flip there. But um, you know, still, uh, I think it's still a get, big get for Harson. That's the first recruit we flipped from Bama. 
allegedly since since 2014. So it's been a long time since that's happened. Yeah, a really long time. Who was that recruit? Do you recall? Nope. That's how long ago it was. It don't even matter. The ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what, what did we do in 2014? <laughs> like, I mean, that was yeah, mixed. you mentioned it. I'm like, who was that? Yeah, couldn't even tell you. So Marlon is asking, be mad. I'll start with you. Who do you think of, what do you, what do you make of the new OC and the decision by Harson to go young and go with a guy out of the NFL uh, who, who hasn't been an OC? But what are your thoughts with this decision? Well, I think Harson wants to run his program, right? Get his people in. And this is a guy that's got a great recommendation from the Seahawks. Uh, from This is a young guy he feels like uh, has a lot of potential to be a great young coach. They can sort of take under his wing and give him more responsibility as we move forward. I think uh, Austin's going to come in and, and maybe surprise people as a recruiter uh, right away because I think he has that type of personality. And I think he'll grow into the offensive coordinator role. I think he'll be a great quarterback coach to start out too. Um, so I, I think, to me, Brian Harson needs to run the program exactly like he runs it, get his people in, and have a chance to sink or swim on his own terms. And I think that's what he's doing. Yeah, I agree 100%. Run your system, man, because uh, he's coaching. He's coaching for his, his Auburn life next year yeah. based on how we – Ended this last season, so I said everybody. Before, I'll say it again. Um, my bad. Everybody's saying Stephen Roberts, the the flip that you guys. Stephen Roberts, about. okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, no. If, I, if I'm Harson, I'm going down. I'm going down my way. Yeah. I'm not going down running yeah. Bobo's system or anybody yeah. else's system. You cut your cloth as a play caller and an offensive coordinator all the way to head to head coaching position, and then you left that spot as the third winningest active coach. In the FBS, man, and I don't care if it was at Boise State, man. Run your system. You might as well. Right. You're here. <laughs> I get it. So this guy has no play calling. He has no play calling uh, uh, experience. No, right. he's right. he's been a quarterback coach for a couple of years, and he he got promoted to quarterback coach in 2020. So you know right. he was he was a decent quarterback on the field back in the day. So you know I'm not saying that he can't call plays, but I think. Arson can, you know, this might be a guy that might stick with us for a little bit, too. I know a lot yeah, of people yeah. have been kind of yeah, complaining about the, the coaching carousel. So, you know, maybe maybe that's a good thing that he's going, going this route. Great. Yo, what's up? This your man Ike Jones with The War Report, and you've been listening to The War Report Wednesday Night War Room. If you want to get in on the conversation early, catch us as we broadcast this show live on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central on YouTube. Make sure you check out our other content while you're there, Facts and All, The Weekend Tailgate, our player interview series, Build the Rapport, are going strong. All right, enough of that. Let's get back to the show. I agree. Uh, be well. Ike, any thoughts on the OC? Uh, I mean, not a not a ton. Uh, you know, I, I'll be honest, just because there's been so much going on today, I haven't had an, a great opportunity to sit down and analyze this, even though, you know, it's been rumored for a couple of days. I will over the next couple of days try to see if I can put something together that has some semblance of information. But um, there's there's limited stuff out there right now for me to be mm. able to glean um, other than, you know, the limited time he was with the, the Seahawks. Um I'm not a Seahawks fan, so I can't claim to have watched very much of their stuff and really didn't keep up with their staff. But, um, but yeah, I'll dig in a little bit more over the next couple of days. Yeah. Working with Russell Wilson can't hurt, though, right? 
Yeah, I mean that's definitely uh, that definitely is uh, that stands out in the minds of recruits. I would imagine. Right, especially if you got a guy like D. Davis on your roster. Right. I want to know if that if that translates. Jazzy, Big my time. man, Jazzy. Thank you, Jazzy. Challenge complete. Not sure Coming if y'all through. caught it, but I said if we hold North Alabama to under 50 points, I'd super chat 200. Y'all missed on the... Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. If, I don't think we had a prayer of hitting the uh, the OC with the guesses we threw out there. Yeah. Uh, this guy kind of came out of left field. A lot has happened since we made that prediction. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't even think... Uh, I, that wasn't even... I don't even think actually, we, we had I, that conversation. I don't think that name even came up. Right. I'm, if I don't... I don't recall it at least. I think I threw out Zach Hill and then went to Keesaw. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I would have missed either way. But yeah, yeah, I mean, but yeah, after after the whole Zach Hill thing fell through, it was it was anyone's guess at that point. Mm. Uh, I think Keesaw was probably the next guy in line if uh, they didn't take Davis. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I, honestly, I think he would have gotten some flack for that choice. I mean, he he, listen, he's going to get flack for whatever choice he made. Like, people probably right. don't like Austin Davis hire. Like, there, I don't know that there is, and I said this on Twitter, I don't know that there's a consensus home run hire from the Auburn uh, fan base. Everybody wants somebody for different reasons. Somebody's going to be upset. That's why Coach Harson just has to pick the person, which I hopefully this is, the person he wants, install your system, do your thing, and let the results speak, speak for themselves. Don't worry about people being upset about the hire. Just do what you do. Some, somebody's going to be upset. Uh, somebody else who's going to be upset is you with this nah, super I, I chat saw it by, by Bryson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, I'm not, I'm not giving no more energy to those two names at all. Like y'all are getting no reaction from me from those two names. And Shane Capotimus can be mad as they, uh, mad at them that's too. I'm not. That's not going to stop them from trying, Ike. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell listen, you what. Do your they, worst. They have spared no expense in bringing in support staff to try to figure out the quarterback position. Yeah. I'm talking about analysts, like mm-hmm. like so many guys who have worked with quarterbacks to try to crack that puzzle. And, you know, I think that's a, a good place to focus your energy. You know, in today's college football, a good quarterback will cover a multitude of sins on offense. Yes. So, you know, um, if they can figure, figure out a system where they can get the most out of a quarterback, it will definitely... Uh, B plus two wins for them over what they did last year, uh, you know, this mm-hmm. year, next year. So I like it. I like the strategy. Uh, Roger says, uh, appreciate this, man. Guys, more importantly, what are we doing for Birmingham Bowl tailgating? Warport tailgate. Take me out of the ticket draw. My office just bought. Hey, congrats on that, man. Cool. Hey. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what, I'm not sure if we, if we, uh, if we're doing a tailgate, but we will be. We'll be there. We'll be there. We'll be around for sure. Um, we'll have to figure out a way to see you guys, man, for sure. Yeah, man. Should be interesting. Yeah. So not sure if we'll do a tailgate, but we'll figure out how to how to meet link up with people who are actually attending the game. Scorpio on the squad says War Eagle, my people. War Eagle back at you, Devin. Being under Pete Carroll couldn't hurt for sure. I have to agree, I have to agree with that. I have to agree with that. And and again, I know Harson being out up there northwest is aware of a lot of the coaches in that area. Uh, would you say be Matt? I mean, I I know it seems out of left field for us being down here in Auburn, but Harson was aware of this guy. Yeah, uh, I, being as though he's he's only been at Auburn a year, so he's 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 been able to to see him from afar. I would yeah, imagine. And I think Pete Carroll and, and Harson talked about him, and I, I think he had a good recommendation from uh, Coach Carroll. Uh, so I think that's a big part of it. And 
uh, from what I've heard, um, Austin Davis is excited about coming to Auburn. He's already working on evaluating, recruiting, those type of things. So he's already ready to jump right in. And I think he'll be heavily involved in Auburn going after a transfer quarterback. He'll be heavily involved in Auburn evaluating and, and trying to close out a 2023 quarterback because you got to do that pretty early. Are you, are you going to lose it on the good guys? So yeah. I, I think he's going to jump in right away. And any offensive guy Auburn's recruiting for that late period in February, I think he's going to try to get involved with him too. So what are your thoughts about, in your opinion, how does Auburn, what does Auburn do in the portal or just recruiting to address the O-line? I know that's been the biggest concern of Auburn fans, even, you know, even with the excitement of what happened today, today was a really good day for recruiting. Um, We avoided what many people thought was doom and gloom and, and brought in a respectable recruiting class, but we do have to address some needs up front. So in your opinion, what, what's the likelihood of Auburn being able to do that either, either through the portal or actually finding some guys who are still available who's yet to sign their letter of intent? I think they have to do both. If, if you just sign a guy in the portal, you're just repeating the same thing you've done for the last several years, which is not sign good uh, high school offensive linemen and having to rely on transfers to come in and help you out. And that's worked in some years. It was fine in 2017, 2019. Uh, but it fell miserably in 2020 and 2021. So I don't think that's a good way to to build a, a roster. I think you've got to sign good offensive linemen in high school. It's a developmental issue, uh, position, and you got to develop them. But for next year, you know, other than Colby Smith, I don't know if there's that guy, that, that young guy on the squad right now. So right. you've got to go out and help yourself right away. So they've got to do both. They've got to sign at least two portal guys, maybe a center and a tackle. And they've got to try to find somebody else. Uh, that's got the potential high school player, whoever that is, to eventually uh, grow into a starter, even if it's two or three years, just to have those guys coming up in your system and not have just dudes. You know, they need right. dude dudes, not just not just guys, right? <laughs> they need dudes yeah. squared, not just dudes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Bryson Bridges just loves your eye, just messing with you. It's all no, love. Listen, we, I, I, we I, get I don't it. feel no kind of ways about it. Listen, y'all get <laughs> get all your jokes off. It's fine with me. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, I'm over it. Uh, this is a great question for you, B. Matt. Uh, how do we get Trevon Reed to be an on field position coach? Uh, he seems like he, along with uh, Etheridge, was the MVP in terms of recruiting, in terms of the work they did uh, this this recruiting hall. Your thoughts about the the job that Trevon Reed did and just how pivotal he was with Auburn being down and assistant on the recruiting trail? Well, I go over to the complex on Sundays a lot of times on the official visits and interview the guys and they leave. I've been doing that for years. And every time I went over there, Trevon Reed was front and center with these guys. He was the one taking them around, showing them, talking to them, telling them his story about coming to Auburn and being at Auburn. And, and I think it made a big difference. I think he was huge in Auburn closing out that class. And I think he's, I mean, I saw it with Travis Williams before he became a, you know, assistant coach when he was just an analyst. And I see the same thing with Trevon. I see a guy that's extremely personable, smart, bright, determined, wants to be great, loves Auburn. I see the, all those same things with Trevon. I think it's just a matter of time before he gets that opportunity to be an on-the-field coach. I don't know if it's going to go for Trevon, you know, from his position now to a position coach right away, like a direct line. But, you know, right. Travis, Travis went away for – a couple of years, I guess, before he came back as a um, as an uh, as a linebacker coach, if I'm not mistaken. I know he went to a junior or a small school, 
maybe even a high school for you. I don't, I don't remember exactly his his, but I think Trevon, what, what he's done is when he's ready, when an opportunity presents itself, was for school, he's going to get the highest recommendation uh, from Brian Harson, the dudes on his staff, because they saw exactly what he's done over the last few months. It's been really impressive. I know you got maybe like a couple more minutes left, B Matt, but want to ask you concerning the bowl game. What can we expect out of Auburn's offense? Uh, who's calling? Who, who's calling the plays? What, what? What? What can we expect to see? Is it going to be a Boise offense, perhaps, or what? What? What can fans expect to see on the offensive side of the ball in this game? Harson's going to call plays. T.J. Finley should be fine to come back and start. Auburn's going to be short in some areas, like the offensive line and uh, linebacker, uh, maybe DB also. So they're going to have some personnel issues, I think, in this game that they're going to really have to work on uh, during practices, which started um, uh, the first of this week, or really last week, maybe. Um, So I think they have some issues. I think Brian Harson is really determined to get this team straightened out and play well against Houston. So I would expect Auburn to have a good plan to go out there and play really hard. And even if they do all that, I still expect a competitive game because I think Houston's pretty good too. And most schools like Houston get up for an SEC team like Auburn. So I think this is going to be a really entertaining, close game and um, should be fun. I'm looking forward. I'm going up there tomorrow. Um, coach Harson and the Houston coach, who I do not know his name off the top of my head, are going to have a little press conference. Um, so, yeah, yeah, there you go. And that'll be in person. So this will be the one of the – this is maybe the second time I've got to speak to Coach Harson in person just because of all the COVID and all the Zoom rules. Uh, we did it once during spring practice when we, we sat in the stands and he was on the field, you know, about 10 feet away, and we would yell our questions at him, and, and, and he would yell back. But this would be the first time we'll be in a, a real press conference with him live. Guys, you got any more questions for BMAT before he heads out? Mm, man, listen, um, BMAT, this uh, – you know, and talking to, 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 to Coach after um, – the day kind of, um, you know, wound down. Uh, who would you say is the number one guy left that they're targeting? If there was one must-get still left on this recruiting board, who would that be? Well, I would have said the <laughs> the big offensive tackle, Armella, but, um, you know, assuming that he does commit somewhere. Um, See, I, I don't see the big need for another running back. So Trevante Citizen is probably the best player overall by far that Auburn is still involved with and may even be the, the team to lead for right now. Uh, but I'm sure LSU and Florida are going to make huge pushes for him over the next month. Right. But uh, maybe Antavius Woody, who um, you know is that mm-hmm. sort of a two-way lineman. I see him as more of an offensive lineman. I, I think Auburn would give him a first chance on defense. But I think he's a local kid that uh, Auburn would – I love to get in this class. You know, they need more linemen on both sides of the ball in this class. He's one. I think they're going to get uh, the Jeffrey Mbai kid here on Sunday, too, uh, which will be helpful. And then I do think they're going to evaluate and, and hopefully find some more guys they can go after, too. And I think Woody not committing right away he helps our chances because I think the belief was if he was to commit today, it would have been to Florida State, correct? Yeah, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, he came on an official visit to Auburn, but I don't think he got there until – late Saturday because he played in the Alabama Mississippi All-Star game and had to leave, you know, Sunday, like six or seven. So I don't, I'm not sure if he was, he was there 24 hours. Um, so, but it was good enough for him not to sign with Florida state. So that's, that's a right. good area for Auburn to be in. Mm. Uh, Corey Weber has a question for you. Be mad. Chances of Kenyatta Watson being named recruiting coordinator. I do not 
have an answer for that. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, in fact, staff-wise, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not expecting any any changes in that area. I think um, Auburn is going to hire a special teams um, analyst or or, or coordinator. Uh, that'll be an off the field coach, but it'll be in charge of special teams instead of having a uh, one of the assistants mm. be that guy. Um, that's the only really big staff move I'm aware of right now. But I also think they're going to uh, reorganize things and put um, a bigger emphasis on recruiting South Florida. And that's another area you're going to see with them uh, moving forward. Uh, something they sort of want to do after seeing everything that happened this year. And of course, in state's going to be really big for Auburn in 2023 too. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, B Matt, we appreciate you, man, uh, for coming on and just talking a little bit of this recruiting class with us so far. Uh, thank you for your time, man. And uh, we sh- hope to have you on or some representative from Auburn Sports on in the near future as we continue to talk. It's going to be ever changing news as we come along in this offseason uh, going into and after the bowl game. So thanks again for your time, sir. We appreciate you. Well, I love your show, and I love coming on here, and I really appreciate you having me, and I'll see y'all soon. All right, see man. You, man. Appreciate you.